British mathematician and cryptographer Alan Turing began a 1950 essay by asking, Can machines think? But he warned that before we begin, we must think deeply about the meanings of the words machine and think. Seventy years later, Turing's question is still unanswered. But philosophers, scientists, and classes like ours are still gathering to figure out what it means for a machine to think, learn, reason, understand, and be intelligent. Much has happened since Turing's classic question. Computers have gone from tools of military ordinance to corporate productivity boosters to pocket-sized social devices. Computer science and software engineering turned from niche disciplines to lucrative fields. There have been booms and busts of hype and despair, cycles of overpromise and underdeliverance, and billions of dollars in research and development. We've seen fictional AIs like HAL from 2001 A Space Odyssey, Data from Star Trek, and Samantha from the movie Her influence the friendly computer assistants we welcome into our homes. Computers have achieved tasks once thought unmechanizable and can passably translate text, fly planes, prove theorems, and beat us at our hardest cognitive games like chess, Go, and Jeopardy. So now, in 2020, we live in a reality that our ancestors could only dream of. Ancient legends spoke of breathing life into gods made out of metal, and now our computers run faster than the speed of thought using microchips etched in sand. Centuries of tinkerers designed automata meant to emulate human motion, but these were mere party tricks. Today's robots build cars, replace missing limbs, and interface directly with the brain. Prominent thinkers have renewed concern about malicious, superintelligent AI posing dangerous risks to humanity. And yet, the questions remain. Are we really in an unprecedented technological time? How much of this is just hype? What even are the limits to this technology? Why is it so easy for a computer to play chess, but so hard for it to translate poetry, drive a car, or understand simple voice commands? Can an algorithm ever capture what makes us human? Have consciousness, a soul, a voice inside of itself saying, here I am? These questions do not belong to any single field or discipline. They touch every corner of thought. Philosophers contemplate the nature of thought itself and force us to be precise with our language. Cognitive scientists think about how the brain works at the highest level and try to map out the systems responsible for language, memory, and reasoning. Neuroscientists probe the brain to understand how neural tissue gives rise to thoughts and emotions. Computer scientists build algorithms inspired by these insights, which give machines the ability to sort, search, optimize, and process language and images. Mathematicians work tirelessly to understand what's happening under the algorithm's hood and improve its performance. But these ideas don't live in the academy forever. Business people recognize technology's market potential and help build products that transform our healthcare, criminal justice system, and life online. Economists reckon with the long-term consequences of these technological changes and how they might affect the economy and job prospects. Ethicists and social theorists tell us how these technologies are negatively affecting people and expose their biases. Policymakers dictate the conditions that enable these changes to happen, 
or force them to halt. This class will consider all of these perspectives and much more. We will start in the past, learning about the history of AI. We will explore the Cold War origins of machine learning. Why else would we want machine translation than to understand Russian text? And look at the cycle of summers and winters that have characterized AI research over the past 75 years. We will also speak about the recent deep learning revolution and the twin forces, big data and computing power, that made it possible. We will then turn to the state of the art in machine learning to understand how neural networks, the most prominent technique driving today's AI boom, actually work. We'll discuss how humans learn, talking about what engineers can learn from neuroscientists and cognitive scientists, and explore the key conceptual debates that have dominated the field for the last 60 years. Should AI be modeled on the brain? that is, neurons with different weights sending signals to other neurons, or be modeled on the mind, that is, symbolic representations of ideas and concepts with ties and analogies between them, or some hybrid of the brain and the mind at the same time. Once we understand how machine learning algorithms work, we'll consider the question, who is developing this technology, and what rules are governing their work? We will first look at Canada's AI policy and learn about the government's recent $125 million investment in AI research in Edmonton, Toronto, Montreal, and beyond. But Canada is simply one part of a global AI ecosystem that involves firms like Google, Microsoft, IBM, and Facebook, along with state actors like the US, China, and the EU, vying for superiority and control over this increasingly essential technology. How are they ensuring AI is used for the benefit of humankind and making sure it doesn't get put to malicious use? We'll then turn to some of the non-malicious and indeed inspiring applications of machine learning. We'll start by looking at the myriad ways machine learning techniques can be used to tackle climate change. Anywhere there is data to be optimized, AI can lend a helping hand whether that's to save energy on the grid by better predicting electricity usage patterns, using passenger location data to improve bus scheduling, or even training a hidden computer in a forest to detect the sound of illegal logging. We'll also look at some startups that are using AI to improve website design, streamline manufacturing, and even generate true-to-life voice audio for video game voiceovers. But these technological applications are not without ethical concerns. Where is all of this data coming from? Is people's information being used against their will? When we sign up for apps or use a phone, are we inevitably consigning ourselves to be surveilled, monitored, and optimized? How can we make sure that people's privacy is protected? We will explore these questions and in particular look at how they play out in the medical field, where AI is becoming increasingly prevalent for diagnostics, monitoring, and treatment. We will also look at some of the legal issues that arise with AI in the clinic. When a neural network misdiagnoses you, for instance, who is liable? Continuing with the law, we'll look at how AI is being put to use in the criminal justice system. We'll see how data is able to generate risk assessment scores that evaluate the likelihood you might commit a crime or recommit one if you already have, and how these can affect the sentence or punishment you'll receive. 
On the flip side, we'll consider how AI is being put into lawyers' hands to help them predict what a judge might decide. We'll ask whether these technologies are making things more efficient, though perhaps at the cost of our justice system becoming slightly more unjust. We'll ask what it actually means for an algorithm to be unfair or biased, and learn about how data drives this AI bias. This will transition into a discussion on data labeling. Machine learning requires massive amounts of labeled data, and real humans around the world are responsible for the thankless work of labeling images, video, sound, and more. Finally, the course will conclude by considering the future of AI. How close are we to Alan Turing's dream, a computer that can truly think? Are we losing control of our own technology, and do we need safeguards to protect us against the machines we build? Will AI be able to learn how to improve itself, designing ever smarter versions of its own software until it no longer needs a human programmer at all, making our entire species obsolete? Or are these concerns merely fiction, and should we focus on more tangible, down-to-earth concerns? We'll hear from experts in all of these fields speak about the frontier of research and work through all of these questions together in tutorials and discussion forums. Before closing, I'd like to make one note on the circumstances in which this course is taking place. We are, of course, in the midst of a global pandemic. Many of you likely know people who are working around the clock to keep us healthy, well-fed, and safe and have perhaps found it difficult to think about much else. I know I certainly have. But I assure you, the topics we discuss in this class are as important now as they have ever been or will ever be. Apps developed to track COVID-19 cases raise important questions about data and privacy. Epidemiological tracking models often use machine learning. Drug and vaccine work is increasingly relying on AI. Fake news is being driven by algorithmically generated social media posts. And studying the history of science in general can help us understand how all disciplines of science work and can help contribute to our present circumstances and the future. I am very excited by the opportunity ahead this semester and hope you are too. This is an important and timely subject, but also a mind-bending, philosophically challenging, technologically incredible, socially precarious, and potentially epoch-making one. It's a real privilege to talk about it with all of you. Welcome to Innovate 1Z03.